Hi everyone, welcome back to Mummy Matters. This week I speak to a personal trainer who used his wife's own struggle with thyroid to educate himself and specialize in underactive thyroid himself. With clients across the globe, his holistic approach is an eye-opener in today's modern society. It's the amazing Goran Patel. Thank you, Raki, for having me. So yeah, I'm a holistic health coach. Uh, I coach women mainly, and I coach women with an underactive thyroid, um, helping them, you know, lose weight, get the symptoms to a place where it's more manageable, um, and just making them feel, you know, uh, much more better about themselves. So today, um, do you want to start off with your experience first? Yeah. Um, so to be fair, it's quite funny, to be fair. Um, the reason why I got into women's health was um, due to my wife being diagnosed with an underactive thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, as a coach, when I was PTing, um, it wasn't something that like I, I really understood properly, if I'm being totally honest. Um, just helping people lose weight and stuff like that. So um, there was a point in, in my wife's journey where after pregnancy, she had um, been diagnosed with an underactive thyroid, but we didn't know that. Um, she, had, she had put on all this weight. And if I'm being honest, I didn't really notice until she wore a skirt, a leather skirt. Um, she came downstairs and she wore this leather skirt and she's like, babe, what do you think? And me being a guy, <laughs> I was like yeah it doesn't look really good on you <laughs> they, they weren't my exact words <laughs> I'm being totally honest but that really upset her and that really upset her and then she really decided to do something about it um and but she was trying to lose weight and things weren't really um happening for her and you know she went to the doctors and then we found out she had an underactive thyroid okay. and then she was prescribed levothyroxine um, but the dosage was always wrong because she still felt like like crap after um, being on medication. Um, so I think I took it upon myself to, well, I didn't take it upon myself at that point because our relationship, um, like kind of, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit of a struggle because I didn't understand it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the PT that was shouting calorie deficit and that's all you need. And um it's not, it's not just a calorie deficit. You, you yeah. really need to look at the nutrient uptake, the stress, the traumas, and all these other things that, you know, have an effect on the body. Um, so there's, there's major reasons why you might not be able to lose weight. One of them may be definitely about your thyroid, but that was the case um, in this instance where, like, it affected our relationship. Um, you know, my wife had low libido, heavy periods, thinning eyebrows, hair falling out, feeling cold all the time, back pain, obviously gaining uh, weight constipation muscle cramps dry skin name it all you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't pretty cool for her at that point um but I started learning um about functional nutrition and medicine and um then I started understanding what was actually going on um which uh, when I think about how, how I treated my wife it wasn't too cool because I wasn't really understanding like why are you tired oh it's just because you don't eat enough um and there's there's heaps of reason for why she doesn't eat enough with say low stomach acid as an example so um if you have low stomach acid then the body's ability to uptake nutrients is going to be poor if the uptake of nutrients is poor then it leads deficiencies in the body which then leads to dis-ease in the body so in her case underactive thyroid Mm. um but yeah I just kind of got into got into that to um 
because of her really I guess and then ever since that I've just been coaching women that have gone through the same sort of struggles as her that's that's really inspiring that you've actually helped her through her trauma and almost healed her and then obviously using that to help other other moms other women um so is there like because I've heard of overactive I've heard of underactive so what's the difference between the two um so overactive is when your thyroid is producing more hormones than it needs to and underactive is when it's not producing enough and I mainly coach women with an underactive thyroid and the symptoms that you may have from an underactive thyroid could be like let me put it this way actually so well maybe you have experienced this if not you I know someone on this podcast that's listening probably has you've gone to your doctor and you've said to your doctor hey doctor I'm always tired I keep getting brain fog I'm always constipated I've gained weight and I get cold all the time um and I don't know why and the doctor says, you know, okay, cool. Let's have, let's just do a blood test and check for what's going on in the body. The blood test comes back and your doctor says everything is normal. Have you personally, Raki, experienced anything like that? I probably have. <laughs> yeah. um, so if everything is normal, why don't you feel normal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? The chances are your lifestyle is creating um these um symptoms okay and these symptoms can occur from when your thyroid is affected how can your thyroid be affected it can be affected by a very very low diet okay so if you're cat so if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating a diet that's very low or you're someone that doesn't really eat much throughout the day and you you know just have like one meal a day and stuff like that your thyroid be affected uh, you're deficient in nutrients you might take the oral contraceptive pill because um, that depletes a lot of nutrients from our body um, therefore leaving us deficient causing more disease uh, in the body um, it could be from all those sort of reasons but it's because you're on your way to maybe being diagnosed with having an underactive thyroid so you may be having the symptoms but then you get pregnant let's say as an example as you're trying to lose weight mm. And then when you become pregnant, you go through your pregnancy and all that sort of stuff. And then after pregnancy, you try to lose your weight, but it doesn't come off fast as it did than what it did before. Okay. And then you're frustrated and you don't know what's going on and why this is happening. If you remember back, your doctor said everything was normal when you didn't feel normal. But now those symptoms that you had then and they check in your bloods now guess what you have an underactive thyroid Mm. Um, so it's not being supported so because of the lack of nutrients uptake maybe low stomach acid being one of them um so then it's like okay cool now I've got underactive that that's why I can't lose weight and this is probably why some women may even if you're not pregnant but this is probably why um some women may struggle with losing weight so is this quite common then because obviously there's quite a lot of moms out there Obviously, initially, you know, they've given birth, they're probably malnourished nutrition because they're just constantly just feeding and, you know, being on demand. Um, yeah. Lifestyle completely changes. Yeah. I mean, what, what can people kind of do in order to get them back to kind of normality, if you want to call it, if there is a normality after you give birth? Um, so your body's always going to, so your body will present you with symptoms and them symptoms just basically mean there's a deficiency or there's something going on that's causing that uh, that challenge, right? 
So let's let's look at it like this, right? When you're a mother, and one in eight women will suffer with a thyroid condition at some point in their life, okay? So if you're a mother, when you're feeding your child, right, and they're not eating, mm -hmm. and you're also eating during that same time trying to feed them, are you stressed when you're feeding them? If you're stressed, then the body's ability to digest and uptake nutrients is going to be poor, okay? So stress is one big factor in why women might, um, you know, have low stomach acid, you know, or if you had trauma in the, like as a child, again, low, it, can, it, can, it can reduce your stomach acid in your body because you're in a fight or flight response, you're in a sympathetic state. So now let's go back to your, when you're feeding your kids. So you eat uh, whilst you're eat, feeding your kids, but you're stressed. So you're not digesting well because you're in a sympathetic state you need to be in a parasympathetic state to digest well okay so the uptake of nutrients are poor which is leaving more deficiencies as time goes on so for the first five years you're stressed because you're trying to feed your child because they're not eating yet you're not also eating either so it's important to get the support from your partner so you can you can have it in turns or have some sort of routine and system in place where both both of you as parents are supporting each other okay mm -hmm. um but women tend to just take over and leave themselves last yeah. um and then five years go down the line then you go oh I put all this weight on i've not done anything for myself i'm tired i can't sleep well and then you got then you go back to work and it's just not you, you just don't feel it yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's um we really have to manage stress if you want your thyroid to work properly you need to also manage stress it's not just deficiencies um stress as well so we were we were talking um about this off camera um about how your chakras get affected do you want to just go into that a little bit so what what tends to happen um when your thyroid gets affected you can have you can have like certain emotions uh, come up okay or you can have like an uh, organ affected or a emotion affected due to um, it can be bi-directional basically okay. so when your thyroid is affected you may feel these emotions so you may feel denial choked inhibited giving up indecisive repressed humiliated not being seen feeling left out not being heard and having no right to expression so if you want to heal your thyroid it's important for you to one speak your you know speak your truth okay so if you think about it when you can't speak your truth like let's say you have a boss and you really don't like what they're saying or they didn't like something or something's happened to you in the past and you're feeling a bit choked up because you can't talk to anybody about it your thyroid gets affected looking at it from an energetic point of view that you want to really learn to speak your truth um as much as you can and if you can't speak up for yourself, at least writing out what you're feeling and forgiving yourself or forgiving the other person in front of you will also you know, help, help you support your thyroid. And another cool trick um, that can help the thyroid is singing, right? Um, if, you, if you sing, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which will vibrate nicely on your thyroid. So you produce you know, a decent amount of hormones. And when you sing, you feel good. Like if you put on your best song, like you're supposed to make yourself feel good. Yeah. Music is so powerful. Um, therefore, like, you know, it's, it's a tool that you can use to change your state. 
Um, so if you're a person that's always stressed, can't speak the, uh, speak the truth, like I said, forgiving the other person, writing it out and singing will really help you. That's amazing. I've never heard that before. So it's yeah. very interesting. Some woo-woo stuff. There's not, there's not no like scientific data on this, mm. uh, but the absence of evidence is an evidence of absence. It's like Pluto, you know, was always there, but we didn't discover it till later on. You know, so sometimes it takes, you know, time before we have the evidence and they have to do mass research to yeah. tell us that, oh, yeah, what this guy or this woman has discovered is legit. But that's why that, um, you know, <laughs> that quote resonates quite well. So when I think of things, um, just because there's no evidence, it just doesn't mean that there isn't any, any evidence. It's, it's like turmeric, isn't it? Up until very recently, um, you know, turmeric wasn't a thing, but now all of a sudden it's become the thing, whereas We've been doing it for like generations it's been used so um yeah completely agree completely our, agree what you're our, our grandparents and ancestors had all the answers yeah or, like um a common question i always get is can we come off medication you know can we reverse our thyroid from an underactive thyroid to a normal thyroid and the your doctors will probably tell you no um and i'm going to tell you yes because i've done it with clients you know, I've either reduced their dosage in levothyroxine uh, as an example, or they've come off it fully. Okay. And how do they do that? They restore balance within the body. They, they deal with their traumas. They deal with the environment. The environment can also affect you. So if you've got mold in your house, um, that, again, that's, that's a big, you know, alarm in my, in my head. Even with like, um, if you've got root canals and stuff like that, like uh, metal fittings, um, too much EMF um, exposure, all of that plays a part. So you want to really pay attention to everything that's going on because the body doesn't work independently, it works as a whole. And we want to, when I do consultations, I try looking at everything. So your teeth, your room, your bedroom, where your Wi-Fi is, how much sunlight exposure you have, what's your stresses, do you have any trauma? What was it like growing up as a child when you were five years old, you know? Um, do you speak your truth so I like to look at everything and then I also like to analyze uh, blood markers to make um, your bloods correlate to the symptoms and match everything up and put all the pieces to the puzzle together and then give you a protocol to help you get back to you know normal whatever that you know may be for you yeah yeah that sounds good sounds good so you know if symptoms are kind of just left you know people don't know about it and they just leave it and they just think okay right it's just something that's come with motherhood or you know come with whatever i'm doing do these symptoms get worse over time like will it affect like what are the likely outcomes if you just leave it untreated um so yes they do get worse and like i think the biggest one is if you seem to find and i don't want to just talk about weight you know putting on weight but like if you start getting anxiety and depression you know there's a recipe for everything yeah. i'm not saying anxiety and depression is just because of one type of recipe it could be you know loads of different things that you know every, it's different for every single person but depression is the biggest one and how you show up as a mother or even just a woman in this world is you know um that's how it can affect you in terms of like mentally and physically you know your body changing and the way you think about yourself in the end how, how that changes and then if you're not feeling too great about yourself, then, you know, it's, it's not a nice place to be. You won't feel like the best person to be around. You'll end up isolating yourself from the world. 
And I don't think anybody wants to live in a world where they isolate themselves because they don't feel enough. Yeah. So in a world where we, where it's all about kind of, especially social media, it's all about kind of showing up and making this, you know, like we, we've seen them, we've seen those accounts on, you know, I follow them myself. They show everything is like amazing. It's perfect. You know, the children are doing everything you've asked them. They're eating the best kind of food, you know, everything you put in front of them, they're eating. Obviously it's not reality, but that expectation of constantly seeing that will obviously massively affect the self-esteem of a mother who is living it real, you know, every day isn't the same, you know, children won't go to sleep at the same time every day, um, you know, things like that, you know, there will always be hiccups. Um, so what, what advice would you kind of give to kind of counteract that? I mean, like, um, we live, like, with, with, with the social media presence of some women that are just promoting a, a type of body image of what you should look like. Yeah. I think that's um, amazing for what they've achieved, great on them. But if you're a mom, you know, and uh, or if you're a single mom as well, like putting that pressure on yourself is just not cool. Like, yeah. again, coming back to um, how the thyroid gets affected, if you're eating a very low calorie diet, your thyroid is responsible for your metabolism. So if that's affected, then eventually you're just asking for more problems, you know? So there's, there's gotta be a safe way of doing things. And if you keep comparing yourself to other people, that's the quickest way to become unhappy. Yeah. You have to find self-love from within, which is something that people, most women lack these days because they're always looking for something on the outside. Yeah. And that could be from the outside, could be from buying materialistic things, you know? So people are so empty, they're not filling their cups with gratitude, they're not filling their cups with self-love, self-care. Um, it's empty, you're pouring out of an empty cup, you're giving everything to everybody else around you. And this is why it's important to, I, I love journaling. I like to clean my thoughts out, yeah. and, you know, give myself the space of when I am frustrated and asking myself, why am I frustrated with X, Y, Z, or why am I angry with this? Uh, what, what, what upset me? um and that's what it is like weeds grow quickly in your mind and you want to pull them out yeah you have to stand guard of your you know the front gate um of your head because we're being affected by everything most people aren't aware they're they're just living through life yeah whatever um, not, not only that but i think i think now it's become a trend that self-care is now a luxury like you know i've said it in my in my my blog posts as well that since when is having a bath been a luxury like it's it's a given it's a basic human need but like even like sitting down with a hot drink it's become a luxury now and it shouldn't be like that it should be about you know having that time to for yourself like you schedule meetings you schedule time for your kids you schedule everything else but why not schedule time for yourself why not build in that time every day you know like you're saying your journaling is your time that's the time you've set out for it and it helps massively like I'm, I'm a mom of three and I'll I'll be the first one to say that up till very recently, I have been all about everyone else. It has just been part of it. But I've actually learned that unless I am 100%, I can't give 100%. I can't give 100% to the kids, to my husband, to the family. Um, and that's, I think it's an understand. I think it's something that as an Asian, I know for a fact that it's been embedded in my kind of ethos for, for generations. Like I've had my, my grand saying it, you know, my mom says it. And it's only very recently that I'm like, okay, right, we've got to rise above that. There's truth in what they're saying, but there needs to be that balance. Motherhood is not the be all and end all. I always say that it's a role. It's not an identity. 
So you have to mother your children. Um, you know, it's not, you're not just a mother. There's more to it. Yeah. I think when I mean, people move away from that idea that I am just a mother, this is my life, this is what I need to do. I think when people go past that, I think that's when people understand that actually I need to really take time out and do what I need to do, you know, do things that bring spark into my life because otherwise it just becomes like a mundane routine, doesn't it? Every day you're doing the same thing, day in, day out. Yeah, like what is the point of living if we're living like that? Yeah. yeah. And you, you have children because you want to love, care for them and show them the best of the world. Yeah. And, and you want more happiness. But if you're not happy within yourself, yeah, you might do everything for your kids, but if you're not happy within yourself, then what was the point, what was the point of bringing kids into this world? Exactly. Yeah, because you're not going to end up teaching them. You can't teach what you don't have. You can't go where you haven't been. So you can't give if you haven't got it. So therefore, love yourself first. Yeah. Um, it's really important. But people, um, you know, what is loving yourself, you know? Um, I like to have, um, I teach my girls um, something called the seven zones of rest. And it goes a little bit like this. We have physical, we have physical rest. So that could be sleep, massage, yoga, stretching and walking. We have mental rest where you turn off your brain from work, the kids and everything, or you have like a, you can go and get like, um, just, just do like a 15, um, I think Google do it. They do like 15% of the working time. They need to have think free time. Okay. Um, so just turning off from the world and just, just letting your thoughts wander. We have sensory rest, which is like reducing screen time, or you can go into a float tank and do stuff like that. Um, creative rest. So this could be like uh, regaining inspiration, drawing, dancing, singing, being creative, uh, walking in nature. We have emotional rest, which is like letters of forgiveness, being transparent, journaling, um, being in an environment where you can be your authentic self. Okay. Uh, then we have social rest, so giving yourself space, so no social media and stuff like that. And then we have spiritual um, rest, which is uh, feeling the sense of belonging, love, acceptance, purpose, you know, praying. Um, and they're like, these are seven, seven zones of rest. And I, I get the girls to at least do two to three of them per week um, to restore balance in their life. Because yeah. we live in a well where it's just go, 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 go. Yeah, especially for the next generation. I think it's something they need to learn. Um, because obviously when we were younger, social media wasn't a thing up until, you know, like a few years ago. Um, but now this is part of their life. This is what they're growing up with. Like my my son's only eight, but yeah, he knows how to use every device in the house. He knows how to work everything, you know, and it just goes to show what kind of life they're living in. So I know a lot of people like with my first, I was like, I was one of those moms that was like, okay, I'm going to put screen time as like, it's going to be a certain amount every day. You know, I had this thing in my head, this expectation, but then... I realize it's part of their life. Like you can't take it away from them, but you can mold it to and channel it in a certain way that will help them rather than hinder them. Um, so, so yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think we need, we definitely need to, like you're saying the seven stages, like try and incorporate that into your daily life. And then hopefully it will encourage them to be able to take that forward as they get older. Yeah. That's what it's all about, right? Once, once you, once you do it yourself, your kids will do it automatically. They, they do everything you do. They copy whatever you do. Yeah. So, setting up your environment to win is really important. Most people don't do that. They just live reactively. Communication is is key with yourself and the people around you. So, kids being one of them. 
um, and how you communicate is also important, especially with kids, right? You should never say to a kid, like I'll never say to my son that um, if he's done something naughty, I'll say, uh, Arian, you're really naughty. Because um, what that might do to him is internal dialogue is like, might turn into, I am actually naughty. Yeah. So therefore I'll act and behave in accordance with that. So instead of, instead of that, instead of saying, hey, uh, Arian, you're naughty, say, hey, Arian, this behavior isn't like you. It's very naughty and that's not like you. So it's detaching the identity from, from him. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not like that. Um, I was just being silly at that point, you know? And as, as we grow up, whatever said to you as a five-year-old child, that sticks with you. So if your internal dialogue is, oh, I'm not good enough. Um, I shouldn't, I deserve to have this money. I shouldn't deserve to be in good shape or this, that, and the other that stays with you. So this is why how you communicate with yourself is so important because what you say in your, in your head is creating all the actions that you currently have. Uh, like what would be your top three kind of takeaways? Okay, um, so I would say um, with the lack of movement in the world in terms of people working from home and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would say definitely get out, um, get out more, get more sun, uh, sunlight exposure. So going for walks with your child if you're a mother but just going out more walks will be uh, a big one and it's so underrated so once you start mastering just walking um you might just start losing some weight as well okay um the second tip would be would be like if you are trying to lose weight try not to lose weight too quickly if you're doing it by yourself then trying to lose weight quickly um is probably not the best idea for you because you might just be reducing your calories too low which therefore can impact you may lose the weight but it'll impact your health if you've not if you've not got professional guidance then i would not i wouldn't i wouldn't do a very low calorie diet if you're just trying to get somewhere so just slow down okay um and the last one um i'll probably say is really dial in on your sleep Okay, you know, I know you might have had a tough day, your kids have gone to bed, it's seven, eight o'clock, and you still got to eat, you got to wash this, then you're going to sit down at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock to watch Netflix <laughs> or 12 o'clock, yeah. and then, then you go to sleep, and then you're up at five, six o'clock, like, that's not enough hours. If you want to feel good, you want to get into bed early, so once your kids have gone to sleep, get into bed around half ten, give yourself, you know, half an hour to just connect with your partner and get to bed early if you want to feel good the next day. Yeah, because if you look at, if you think of like, um, sorry, I end up going on tangents, but if you look at your kids, right, they all have routines. Yeah, if yeah. their routine is out of sync, what happens, Rafi? Yeah, it affects them. Like, affects them massively next day. Um, yeah, me, me and my husband always have this chat because it's like Monday to Friday they have this routine, and then Saturday Sunday we kind of leave a little bit of a leeway, and then we pay the price on Monday morning. Um, and then we're back to square one again to try and redo all of that again um so yeah yeah i completely agree <laughs> i completely agree um so go sleep same time wake up same time first thing in the morning get as much sunlight exposure uh, in your eyes you know drink water himalayan salt um squeeze a bit of fresh lime um yeah there would be my there would be my main three tips from this podcast uh, i'm sure we're going to do a few more uh, we're going to yeah. have a few more chats but yeah there would be my main main three Perfect. So you heard it all here. Um, There's a lot of things in this podcast that you've probably not heard elsewhere, but hopefully they'll all help. So where can people contact you if people want to get, you know, in touch? 
Um, so mainly people get through to me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Goran P underscore coach, or you could, you could email me at info at tribe-fitness.com. And I'm more than happy to help any, any of you that are stuck, even if you just want some advice, feel free to reach out, follow my page. I'm on social media, I put a lot of content, free stuff. So, you know, whatever takeaways you get from there, if you have any questions, just, just drop me a message. Perfect. Thanks so much for taking part. Um, and hopefully we'll, like you said, we'll have a lot more um, chats because <laughs> we've got a lot of topics to cover, don't we? <laughs> Thank you, Rekki, for having me. Yeah, th thanks for coming on, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.